And then I went out there and I just started <laughs> swinging for the fences with jokes. <laughs> Chris, the way people react to you, yeah. they just look at the ground. They don't even know what to yeah. do. <laughs> of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back. Our favorite month is over. I'm sad, but I've been having a great, a great fall. It's been a good fall. We've been here a we lot. We've been talking shit sure. about New York as much. I know. Midterm election week, everybody. Welcome. Let's just kick it off. Let's cross this off the list okay. of the, all the things we have to discuss today. Make sure that you are voting. So you can probably vote today on the 7th. Tomorrow is midterm election day. You, we've told you, make sure you're registered. Make sure you know who you're voting for, where they stand on issues that are important to you. You know what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And get out there and vote. Show us, tag us in your um, voting story with your stickers. Only if you do the right thing, though. Two stickers, one on each nipple. One on each titty. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, get out there, girls, and, um, you know, the couple boys that listen. Everybody, get out there. Yeah. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Azul, you coming up? And I've just remembered that if you guys do do Instagram stories, we have a girl's got a vote gif. Oh, yeah. So we'd made that a couple years ago. Uh-huh. So get in there with our Girls Got a Vote gif and show us that you guys are doing your part. Of course, there's tons of gifts in there. One that says more Zool's friend. People love to use that one all the time, mm-hmm. which I, I respect it. I think it's adorable. And watch on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. And I also wanted to say, if you're watching on YouTube, there are some like fun extras. There's like some random may not watch the YouTube. I don't know. Do you watch the YouTube? I watch the YouTube. I love it. And I like to play it in the background. Um, in the evenings, you're always like, I never know what you do at night. <laughs> you watch YouTube. So, I don't know what she's doing out there. So we do have this incredible video editor, Anna. She's in the room right now. <laughs> and she's really been spicing things up. So last week I talked about the dog costume contest. We put dogs and costumes mm-hmm. in there. She added this fun little Taylor Swift thing. So it's a fun experience to watch it. 
Again, if that's not what you're into, don't do it. But letting you know that there is like extras in the YouTube. I saw an Instagram story this week of somebody, um, you put it on our story, this girl, this whole spread, which that's what people would do when they would like watch our live shows at home that we're streaming. And I just love the idea that people make like girls got to eat themed snacks, invite their friends over. And it's just like an additional fun way to spend time with us. So thanks for supporting the the YouTube guys. We love doing it. That's a fun thing to do. It's like if you don't do like bachelor nights, Uh the girls got to eat, watch our episode night. You're tired of the bachelor, you guys. Just watch us. And then we have a lot of stuff coming up. So Ashley's on tour and then we are on tour. Uh, so we released our Snack City tour that starts in February. We can't wait to see you guys there. And you've just snatched up so many tickets and the shows are so much fun, so wild, such a blast. So please come with your, your friends, your significant others. Come by yourself. Um, and we'll just uh, tell you the cities where you can grab tickets at girlsgottypodcast.com. Yes. Salt Lake City, Denver, Phoenix, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, New Haven, Chicago, Philadelphia, D. DC, Boston, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. Those are all in 2023, so you can check those dates if you want to come to those cities. Oh, and one thing I wanted to say, don't be as scared of the cheap seats because I will tell you that Raina and I really do choose theaters based on where we feel like every seat is a good seat. Like mm-hmm. We have turned down theaters where we're like, that's not for us. We did this theater, not going to name any names, years ago, and the balcony started behind the floor seats. It was just like yeah. people were so far uh-huh. away. So when we choose these theaters, I mean, sometimes there's only like one or two options for the size that we need, but we really do think about this stuff. And like, yes, the Chicago theater is huge, but the way it's set up is like, there really is not a bad seat in the house. Yes. And so if you're like, I don't know, I wanted to be up close and now there's just balcony seats left. We're most likely not going to add second shows for really any of these, maybe one, but really not. So just don't be scared of those. It's You're still going to have a great experience. We do tons of crazy stuff on stage. You'll be able to see it. We'll shoot the t-shirts up in the rafters. Uh-huh. And so I just wanted to say that. Just snag the cheap seats. I agree. We do work really hard to look at the layouts before we book theaters. And we work really hard to involve as many audience members as possible. So we want to be able to get to you and hear from you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come out. We can't wait to see you guys. Uh, and then uh, you're on tour as well. I am going back on tour. <laughs> right now as we record, I this will have passed, but I'm going to Denver this weekend. This will air after I'm there, but I'm headed there. I have four sold out shows in Denver at Comedy Works, Best Comedy Club, and mm-hmm. I'm just so excited and so honored that all these people bought tickets and then they're scooping up our Denver's our favorite city right now. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, They're coming to my show. They're coming to the Girls Gotta Eat show. They're scooping those tickets up. So they're hot right now. And I love doing stand-up in Denver so much. So um, have those shows. I'm so excited. And then the following week, which would be this week now, if you're listening, I'm going to Nashville, which so excited. Uh, Sold out show at Zany's. We love Zany's. Our third show ever? Our third show ever. So we love it. It's really special. And then our fourth show ever was Atlanta. No. New York, Atlanta, Nashville, whatever. It was, it was, it, it was up there. It's really, yeah. it's, a, it's such an important city to us. And I lived there for 10 years. I'm literally wearing a sweater right now that says Atlanta. So I have the show in Atlanta on uh, Sunday, November 13th. And there should be some tickets left. You guys can check. My site is ashhess.com. It's a link in my bio and Instagram too. But I've been on my first solo tour this year. So I started in June. I did a ton of shows in June. I did shows in August. And now I'm doing these shows in November. And Atlanta is the last stop of my tour. I don't know when I'll be doing a solo tour again. And it's the theater. It's at the Variety Playhouse. 
It means so much to me. Again, that's where I started doing comedy. I lived there for 10 years and I'm just so excited to end it there. If you guys are curious it is, and you want to get tickets and you think it has something to do with the festival passes, there it's just a regular show. It is part of the Red Clay Comedy Festival, but it's just a regular show. So just get tickets. They're affordable uh, if there are any left at this point. And again, yeah, it's not like a, you need a festival pass or anything. I think some people were confused. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really excited to end the tour there. I love Atlanta so much and that will be my the end of my personal tour before we start back out on the Girls Gotta Eat tour. Yes, so. and we probably won't be there until the fall next year. I mean, I know we won't. So if you're looking to see us, go see Ashley. Yeah, I have some never before told Atlanta stories. I'm gonna have Atlanta only pre-show playlist. I have special openers. That's it's gonna be lit. Great. Oh, I'm excited for you. So yeah, you can get all those tickets. We can't wait to see you. So we have not been on tour. So it's been a little frustrating for me because I don't have an excuse to get out of social plans anymore. <laughs> um, and I've really enjoyed not having to go out on Halloween for the last three to four years. I don't go out the night before tour. I don't go out the night after we get back from tour. So I really don't have to do a lot of stuff. But since we have not <laughs> been on tour, I've had to do all the stuff. And I am really kind of enjoying New York right now. Not Halloween. I hated going out on Halloween. But otherwise, I'm enjoying being here. We're doing a lot of stuff lately. New York in the fall, like just specifically October, is just elite. It's the best month in the world in a place. I love it so much. Like fall in New York is really so special. But yeah, this is like the most I've been here. I'm just loving it. I did have fun in Halloween. I know you didn't really love it, but I I had fun like dressing up. I Mm -hmm. dressed up as Cher from Clueless. And the day before we did Meryl's birthday, we did this hot tub boat, which we've done before. You take like a hot tub out and go around New York City or the Statue of Liberty. It's through this company called See the City. You guys can also jet ski with them. And then I've just like a few some really fun girls dinners. So we've been in town and like been able to set up our dinners and mm-hmm. I've just been ha- having so much fun with my girlfriends. I just feel like it fills my cup like nothing else. Uh-huh. I was starting to feel maybe about a month ago, like I'm going to commit to dating. I really want to do it. I really want to partner. And in this last month, I really feel like my cup is full. I was with a girlfriend. I was having lunch on Sunday. I keep using that phrase and it's like so corny, but it's <laughs> but how I feel. That's how I feel. It's, like the, it's the way I feel. Yeah. So I was out with a girlfriend on Sunday. And I feel like people that are in relationships see people that are not in relationships and they want to like figure you out. And they're like, but she's not in a relationship. She must be unhappy. She must want this in her life. And so my girlfriend that was on Sunday was asking me some just mining questions about like my life and how I see it. And she doesn't judge me for being single. She couldn't care less. But she was like, but what are you looking for? Like, what are you really? And I was like, I don't know. I feel really happy at the end of the day. I feel like I've been like making all these social plans with my friends. I'm taking advantage of living in New York. I feel like we're really busy. And at the end of the day, I mean, I said this in the podcast before, I don't know that I have a lot to give another person right now. Like my ideal life at the moment would be that I have a couple of people to go out with yes. some of the time and I'm having not completely casual sex but like pretty casual I love I, this I feel like being here more often has just yeah I feel like I'm really fulfilled emotionally I can pick up the phone I can call my girlfriends if I really need something I socially I'm really enjoying myself and I've always said if somebody fits into that that's great but I, I haven't been craving it as much lately and I do think it's because we've been like committing to doing more stuff yeah I mean I feel like I've always felt like that, that everything's great. Every I feel fulfilled all the time. I feel like super happy and feel like I have so much like love in my life and guys come in and out and, you know, I had a slutty summer and mm-hmm. I have, you know, dates here and there, but I, I just, it's also just like, yes, if the right person comes along, great. I'm open to it, but otherwise I just don't feel, sometimes feel like dealing with the stress. I mean, I can't tell you guys how many emails 
And, you know, even just being on social media, being on TikTok, like it's rough out there. Mm -hmm. Like, don't beat yourself up if you fucking hate it. Like I got this email from this girl. I think she said she's been on like 50 dates. Nobody wants to commit. Uh She's like, what are guys doing? Like, what are they doing? What do they want? Like, why are they dating if they don't want to date somebody? Mm -hmm. Like, again, if you're in a happy, healthy relationship, first of all, hold on to it. (laughs) Never let go. (laughs) But it can be really brutal. And I just want to validate it that if you don't feel like doing it, just don't do it. Just lean into other stuff. Have fun with your girlfriends. Go on a hot tub boat around mm-hmm. the city. Get a dog. Like whatever you want to do. Focus on work. I don't know. Your hobbies. Like this is like a beating a dead horse at this point in the podcast. You guys know where we stand. But I just was like going through emails last night and was like, these are horror stories. Not the one about like just dating, but this girl is so frustrated. She's like, I'm committed. I'm going out. I'm doing all the things. And like, no one wants to commit. Everyone's just fucking around. And I'm not saying that that's everyone's story, but reading so many back to back, I was like, fuck this. Just take a break if you don't like it. If it doesn't feel like fun to you, if yeah. somebody is not going to be more fun than sitting on your couch, then sit your ass on the couch. You know, my girlfriend was asking me this was like, but don't you want to like go out and find somebody? And I was like, I've had a great day. I woke up this Mm -hmm. morning. I had a quick 20 minute workout. I had a great breakfast. I took a walk with her for like five miles. We had a great Italian late lunch and I like really felt fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I texted with you a lot that evening. I was like joking around. I like really, you and I were being so funny that night. I watched, I watched um, the new White Lotus, which we'll talk about. I like went to bed at the end of that night, just feeling like, and then I masturbated. So I really felt like what a fulfilling day. And uh, there is nothing about that day. I would give up to go sit at a bar with a stranger. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for like someone that you're in a great relationship with or someone that you're like really excited about. Oh, yeah. But if you're like, I don't want to go on this date with a stranger, don't fucking go. Mm-hmm. So we have an episode today with Chris Stefano, his third appearance on the podcast. We adore him. It's so fun. We just recorded with him and now we're backing up to do this intro. We just want to say like one thing. He has a very interesting story about his partner and her complications, I guess, with her breast implants. And um, he speaks on it. And I think it was like a fascinating story to listen to. We just want to go ahead and give a disclaimer up top that... Chris is not a medical professional, nor does he claim to be. And um, everybody's body is so wildly different. And so people might hear this and be like, wow, I feel so seen. Or people might Mm -hmm. listen to it and be like, that's not my truth. And it's like, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. And if you ever have any issues with your body or the way you feel, or you think that something could be going on with your body, that you should just talk to your doctor, talk to or a medical professional. Or we just want to say that we know you guys are smart and you get it. But if anything comes up that's kind of medical related, we just wanted to give a little disclaimer. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, I have something medical to talk about. So I just want to read you guys this text that I got from my mom. It involves a <laughs> listener. So she's so funny. My stepdad had some medical complications. He's in the hospital and he's he's going to be fine. So um, I think it's okay to joke about this now. But my mom was sending me like very long text messages about like what's going on and they're at the ER and it was like some pretty serious shit. She's sending me long text messages about like what's going on. And then I get this really long text message from her. <laughs> She's being like very chill about this. She's like been at the ER for days, in and out. Like she's just being so like, well, you know, she's talking about candles, the candy she's gonna hand out for Halloween. I'm like, don't you have other stuff on your mind? Um, And she sent me this text message, and it's very long. So you see something that long, and you're like, oh my god, he died. Yeah. And it's a photo of my mom. It's a selfie of her and a young girl. And she says, I'm gonna change this girl's name to Jessica. Someone named Jessica who is an ICU nurse, and then she writes in parentheses, maybe. Like, allegedly, she's a nurse. 
Allegedly. <laughs> like, are you at the hospital, mom? Like, what else would she do there? She lives a few doors away from me. She said that she's a big fan of yours. And she said that she messaged you a lot of times and you never answered her because you probably think she's some kind of weirdo. And she said that when you were in Pittsburgh the last time she messaged you and she said that you guys could have coffee and she lives down the street from us and she thinks that maybe you didn't answer because you thought that she wasn't serious. But anyways, she's originally from New Jersey. She lives here, but she's getting married in New York next Saturday. Bitch, what? Are you busy? Yeah. I mean, but listen, in your mom's defense, a lot of time in the hospital is just waiting around. You're <laughs> bored. You're making friends. Your mom's taking selfies. Like, what else is she doing? Can you imagine, <laughs> like, taking selfies with the nurses when your husband is in the <laughs> ER? It just really made me laugh. And I love our listeners so much. She gave my mom so much information. Where she lives, where she's getting married, how many times she's messaged me. She must think I'm really weird. I invited her for a coffee. And I didn't actually... <laughs> your mom's like, I actually invited her to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I made you a new friend. Like, you don't have enough. My mom's like, that's so rude that she didn't message you back. I'll make sure she has a coffee that with you. That is so fun. Yes. Like, your mom has no concept of like... Boundaries. You know, full DMs and getting a lot of messages. And it's just very funny. It was She cute. would be like, Raina, this girl said you didn't message her back. So I'm setting you guys up. Here's a selfie. And I'm trying to like say Allegedly this in a nice she's a way nurse. to her. Allegedly, she's a nurse. Like, I like that my mom still like chucked to dig in there just in case. I, I love that she's like trying to like broker this coffee date for me. And I'm trying to think of a nice way to explain to her. Like a lot of our listeners ask us if we'll meet up for coffee. I would have no time in the day, so I like can't do it. <laughs> I just thought it was a really adorable older person way yeah. to be in the hospital. Just so really I thought that cute. was cute. So if you see any of our parents, you can take selfies with them and harass them about coming to lunch with us. I can share a hospital story. I just have to say that like, so we... Again, I talked about last week, my brother and his wife had a baby. And when Matt described when it's go time for labor, I was like, hype. I was like, this hype video needs to be made. He was like, it's crazy. He's loving a hype video. Everybody's coming in. Everybody's getting their gear on. Everybody's like, it's time to go. He like played it out. Like my brother's like, and I are very similar in the way how much we love hype videos and like all kinds of stuff right now. We're like all hot. like Philly sports hype Philly sports. Yeah. But the way he described, I mean, this is Matt's first child. He's never been in Mm -hmm. delivery rooms for him, it was so crazy. And the way he described it was so funny. I was like, where is the like giving labor hype video that we need? Like, I feel like I never thought about it, but if intense, anybody's family, it'd be you. It's such an intense moment. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, it's time. Let's go. Let's fucking go. It was just funny the way he described it. He was like, I was hype. That is, I, I can feel the energy. I know. Okay. I, know. Um, I can feel like the and music. Like, just grab her leg. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I really want this. I know. Um, but you guys are such like big We'll hype make videos. the first ever <laughs> labor hype video. Ashley has been specifically sending me Philly sports hype videos for years. <sighs> well, I don't follow a lot of sports teams on Instagram. So I do follow, obviously I follow the Eagles there. Instagram is really, they really stepped it up on mm-hmm. their social media. I love seeing all their like game day looks and like all the hype videos. Uh-huh. And there was this incredible Phillies one. I don't know what's going on at like by the time this comes out, but we're in the World Series and uh, there was this insane hype video that just gave me chills. I watched it like 10 times. So yeah, that's one of the ways my brother and I bond, but we literally send memes and reels back all day. You're so lucky. I have to get in there because I'll have three reels for Matt and like he does need me to react to everyone. Like he'll be like, what'd you think of that one about that dog? I'm like, Matt, it was the first one of the five that you said. It's this weird thing. It's this behavior that I want that I don't emulate. Like it really does hurt my feelings when other people don't respond to like the reels that I send them. But I do that. I'll watch three and just I will personally digest them and I don't respond. Mentally respond. I mean, I'm the same way. Like he's like, I I saw this 
that made me think of you. I would like a response. I'm the same way. I mean, I send him memes all day too. I know you're really lucky. My brother's not on Instagram. He won't do it. Not at all? Not at all. I feel like this is like hearing about you not having a pedicure. I didn't know this. He's not at all. I mean, he... Did I know this? I don't know. I don't speak about it very often. (laughs) Um, I told my friend the other day that I have three stepbrothers and she was like, I feel like I don't know you at all. Yeah, you do have a secret step family. (laughs) (laughs) And didn't you hook up with one of them? (laughs) No. Okay, this is one time I was in a hot tub with one of them now. (laughs) Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. You guys touch. Like, no, but I mean, I was like 19 and I did cross my mind like maybe. Is he hot? He is hot. <laughs> Why did you do it? This is your fantasy. This is your king. Why did I do it? I don't know. Was he like giving you the vibe? <laughs> Wait, you were 19. How old was he? He is the hot one is like years older than me. <laughs> oh my God. Some hot 24 year old. Did you know at that point you were into step porn? I hate this so much. And I don't cut this. <laughs> but you love step porn now and you have been, you have been the curator of our step stories within the Vibes Only app. Guys, check out the Vibes Only app. But there's not that much in there, but there's, if that's your kink, you're, you're into it. No, sh- no shame on this end. But did you know, is that what started it? Was that hot tub? <laughs> no. Talking about this. Well, their dad's in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chip. <laughs> I've done enough for Chip. I'm already. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one time he came downstairs, you were wearing booty shorts, bending yes, over. I was basically wearing lingerie, and he watched me make a sandwich. I've done enough. <laughs> You don't understand. On Sunday, I had a conversation with myself that I was not going to talk about this on the podcast. What? Your stepbrother? <laughs> the hot tub thing with stepbrother. I said stepbrothers and Emily was like, she like did a double take. She's like, I feel like I don't even know you. And then she asked if they were hot. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I have like a weird memory for some things of like when I, I remember specifically talking about your secret step family. <laughs> In the car in Chicago. I remember we were oh. driving down like Michigan Avenue. I just remember being in the car. Okay. I think this was in 2019. Okay. When we did the holiday shows there in 2019. I just vaguely remember hearing about them and like, you know, the, not this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about the jacuzzi. It was like Thanksgiving. We were in the oh. other banks. We were on vacation as a family. I didn't grow up with them. They lived with their mom. They were like not a part of our lives at all. Yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't like a brother that was in the home. And they're all married now, so. All right, we'll get well soon, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was into step-parent, step-family, step-sibling porn. For a long time, I thought there was really something super fucked up about that. But I discovered that young, like 14. Well, throwback to my Halloween costume, Cher Horowitz. She was the first person to normalize being yes. into your step-family. Totally. I mean, her and Josh were ex-step-brother, step-sister. But I feel like that made people be like, oh, that's all right. Like we're not happened. really related. We didn't grow up together. Like we were never in the same home together. We took one vacation together probably our whole lives. It's kind of crazy that like there is a world in which there is this like person that could be your age that you are not related to at all. That's just around. Like if they're hot, like that's what? Like hot. Right. I was looking at this TikTok that Teresa Judice did with her like stepkids and she's like remarried and he has like a hot son and she has beautiful daughters. And I was thinking like, what's going on in the house? Cause like pheromones are flying. I didn't right. grow up with you people. I didn't meet them. Yeah. They were in high school when I met them. They right. were my, like my childhood, like Older siblings. Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
guys, we we are going to talk about a couple wrecks. We're going to talk about the Tell Me Lies finale. We know you are dying for it. We should have done it last week because we watched this weeks ago. <laughs> Not to a brag. Month ago. Yeah. We've had, we the, really we had the screeners really early, but we wanted to just give a quick wreck for a podcast that we were on. We were recently on Drew Barrymore's podcast. So we went and met her. We went to the studio. It was an incredible, surreal experience. Both of us have just been fans of her for since we were kids. My whole life, since E.T. Yeah. So it was, she was the kindest human. People are like, is she really like that? It's like, yeah, it was unreal experience. And more from somebody who is really ultimately had like a lifelong career is one of the most famous people alive. And Mm -hmm. she couldn't have been warmer and more kind. And we talked to her about ghosting um, and some other stuff. It really was a lot of fun. So it's a great episode. Yeah. So we did want to recommend um, her podcast to you. So our friend Drew Barrymore wants to give you good news on the go every week on her new podcast, Drew's News. Drew is joined by special guests like Rob Lowe, Casey Wilson, Jay Shetty, and even us to help her break down the latest quirky, fun, and inspiring stories in the world. We got to join Drew as we talked about to talk about our favorite green flags in relationships and the latest dating terms. Everyone's got to know. We really did just have so much fun with her on the episode. So good. You guys can catch new episodes of Drew's News every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you listen to our episode, Girls Gotta Eat, on solutions to ghosting, which we recorded with her. Yes. This was such a fun conversation about ghosting that we had with her. Mm-hmm. Drew told us that she'd been ghosted. We were like, what the fuck? Like, I would ghost you. Yeah. But then we really came up with a three-prong approach. Three-prong approach. That is tough. Three-prong three prong approach. approach. You really got to think it through. Take a moment. Yeah. yeah. So we loved what we talked about. We loved the structure of her podcast and everything we talked about. So definitely go listen to our episode and then you can listen to others too. We just are huge fans of like how they set up. So I basically said that if someone ghosts you, you should send them a ghost emoji. And someone DM me that she did it and on Halloween it worked no um this was a prior to Halloween this DM came through so she DM me and she said the ghost emoji worked you're a genius and she sent me the screenshot so I don't know that all the details of like how long she felt she had been ghosted how long since they had communicated but basically she sent him a ghost emoji and Raina he wrote back I'm looking at the length it's long the most guy response that we've been talking about this for years oh my god I know exactly what's gonna be you know exactly what's gonna happen oh my god he wrote back it's been a long month 5G's it's been a long month lol I'm finally back in Dallas but getting home was crazy my flight got cancelled and then couldn't get an Uber home at DFW until 2am and then when I got back to my apartment my Jeep had been towed 12 days ago and had to pay $500 to get it out, LOL. What does that have to do with you not texting me at all? Well, now I'm wondering if she just- Had to get an Uber? What? If she just got ghosted, she thought she got ghosted for like a weekend or like a couple days. Like I'm wondering how long. To me, like if every situation is different, because again, if like ghosting could be that someone like bailed on plans that you had solidified, like Drew talks about in that podcast, but she got the response- she said that it worked. I mean, it's not going to work for everybody, but I, the fact that he responded back with it, like, life has just been really crazy and I my car got towed and I had to get back to the... You and I talk about this all the time offline also. I think that like most people are strangers to you. They just meet you on a dating app. They go out with you once and then life happens and you are essentially a stranger and you're the thing that gets jettisoned, right? If they can't fit everything into the day, you're the thing they're not going to fit into the day. People are people. It's fine. It's like not that deep, but I think men sometimes think you need more of an explanation yeah. than you do. Like he's like, let me just hit her with seven excuses. And he could have just been like, oh man, like tough travel day. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Again, I don't know the backstory. I don't know how long this was of a ghost. Uh Uh-huh. Of us, like of him going dark, you know. It just feels like a male response. Oh, I don't the, think the women most, don't do that that often. The most. I wrote back to her. Oh my god. Also, why is that the most typical guy response? Overshare. We have a friend that had an insane situation. 
It was the most overshare. It made me realize that guys need therapy or they need to talk to their friends more because the way that they dump on us sometimes as just casual dates is crazy. Not all, not all the time. Some guys have their shit together, but the oversharing, sometimes you're like, oh my God, do you have any buddy in your life that you're talking to? Can you not self-edit at all? <laughs> like, this feels like a learned behavior. I mean, truly, we'll ask her if we can share this. I mean, this guy basically checked in after sort of like ghosting out on her, which was no big deal. She felt fine about it. and was He gave her the most in-depth, outrageous answer to why he'd ghosted her. Of and what it, happened with the girl before. He yes. basically kind of seen somebody that was more far ahead in, in the game mm-hmm. than she was, and they ended it, but like the emotional dumping was crazy. Yes, if feels like a man women would never do this maybe i don't know but we would never do that we have already shared all that with our friends our family right, our right, therapists right. like uh-huh. we very rarely roll like that we would be mortified if we did we had the fight in the shower we journaled about it we told our mom and all of our friends do you ever look in the mirror and talk to yourself every once in a while i do a couple episodes ago, I said that I do affirmations, but I don't do them in the mirror. So my answer is no, but um, no well, shade. We are going to have an episode coming up where somebody asked us, where do you cry? And I like have been thinking about this for weeks. Oh and God, yeah. sometimes I sit in front of the mirror when I cry and I do some self-talk, but I watch myself cry. Because you think you look pretty? I do look really pretty. That sounds like narcissism <laughs> to watch yourself cry. Maybe you should go to your Instagram story next time. <laughs> I will never do that. Okay. Yeah, that's where I am when I cry in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to watch yourself cry. <laughs> okay. We want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I are obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh and they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep 
sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it. And then there's a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code helixpartner20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep starts now. Okay, so really quickly, we did want to address the Tell Me Lies finale (laughs) address. Yeah, people are like, are you going to address this? (laughs) So again, you know, not to brag, but we saw this a while back because we got the screeners and we blew through them um, because they're a partner of ours. So we love them. We love the show so much. Spoiler alerts ahead. The finale, Steven got back with Vanessa and was basically like, fuck you, which was crazy. Like that seemed a little unrealistic to me, but I guess what are you going to expect from this guy? Uh Uh-huh. When I started the show, I just thought this is like run of the mill kind of fuck boy. And I was like, which girl does he really want to be with? I still thought he kind of wanted to be with Vanessa and that was his primary person. I went back and forth and the character kind of takes a turn for me because I thought this was just your average fuck boy. And then he's like a pathological liar and kind Mm -hmm. of really mean. And the stuff he does starts to become like more and more sick all the way towards the end where you see that he like was in that car crash. And yeah, he was essentially responsible for the death of one of the main characters and what the whole plot line is about. So I don't know. The character took a turn for me. I thought it was sort of a little bit lighter in the first couple episodes. Then it got a little heavier. And then I thought they just kept doing things to make him worse. Yeah, I mean, and then basically at the very end, you now realize that he is with, was he engaged? He ends up with, years later, again, five years ahead, he's with her like best friend. Who we were saying as a group, we were talking with Anna and Bella earlier, that like you had to even remember who that girl was. Like they inserted this phone call like the previous episode just so you remembered who she was because she was not an integral character. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just to show that he has what infiltrated every part of her life. It just felt unnecessary to me when they replayed the this season on Tommy Lies and they looped her into it. It took me a second to even remember who that character was because she was such a small role on the show. And yeah, yeah then he he shows up and he's with her and I think they took every opportunity to show what a piece of garbage he is and it was like too much. Yes. Okay. So this is based on a book. I didn't read the book, but I started reading about the differences between the show and the book. And I found this to be fascinating. Do you know any of this? No, but I love to Google this. Okay. You're going to die. So in the book, Macy was actually dating Steven like in their hometown. Macy was her friend before she goes to college. And all this time, Macy had a secret boyfriend and and Lucy didn't really know who it was. Turns out it was Steven. So Macy died before they go to college. That was her friend before. Oh. So it was not a college roommate. It was her friend, hometown friend. Okay. And the same car crash situation. 
Macy was giving him roadhead when he totaled her car and killed her, it says. He walked away from her body without telling anyone he was a driver because he didn't want to disrupt his life and future. So in the end, there's no like friend that he gets with. She kind of realizes the Macy thing at the end, I guess, in the book. And then she reconciles with her mom. And the unforgivable thing that Lucy caught her mom doing was cheating on her dad with this guy that was Lucy's crush and Macy's older brother. That's crazy. <laughs> so this guy, Gabe, Lucy's old crush and Macy's older brother. I don't know. I'm not certain that this was like an underage situation. It's probably like a of age, yeah, you know, yeah. young kid still. So the mom the cheated with this yeah. kid. So um, tea. and then it says at Bree's wedding, she finally realizes that Steven just saw her as a source of entertainment. And now she knows that she says, quote, I would never want to be that to anybody, not in a million years. So those are kind of the differences that Macy was like this childhood friend and still Steven and then the mom thing. But uh, interesting the way they changed it. I like the way that they wrap the book up um, because there is sort of like a takeaway of like, what was the point of all this? And it was like, oh, he was, she was just like this entertainment thing, like you said. At the end of the show, I was just like, I didn't understand they wrapped up a lot of the storylines. He's like engaged to her friend that wasn't a part of the show. She wasn't a part of the show. At all. And then like, they allude to the fact that the, the big football player guy they alluded to the fact that his brother killed himself or something. That's what I assume. That's what I assume, but they don't ever like show it. And then all these people are just ending up with people they met when they were 18, which I find completely unrealistic. She ends up with Max. But I, yeah, like it, I will say the thing that I hated was her drunkenly sleeping with Evan. Yeah, it made me hate the character. I know. You kind of stopped rooting for anybody. Yes. I mean, in terms of the, I still was rooting for Brie and, and Evan, but I don't know all those people's outcomes in the book. I just wanted to read the main part. I forgot also that she sleeps with Evan, which makes her a completely unsympathetic character. And you do completely. I don't care that he married her best friend now. I don't like, I don't care about it. These people are young. They were drunk. She needed consoling. I'm not giving excuses. I'm just like, mm. you. it's not like the most outlandish thing in the world, but you're like, ugh, really? Like, was, also, Evan, how could you do it? I don't know. It's not a storyline. It's just, they just slipped it in there to like yeah, add this thing. And, yeah. like, and I don't know. There was no point to it. So it's just, like, what is it to make me hate her? So listen, guys, we like the show, but it, it ended. I I don't yeah. know. I I of course we don't. I don't know how shows get adapted into TV shows. I don't know all the rhyme and reason yeah. behind it, but it was interesting the changes that they made. I'm always fascinated by it. Thank you for sharing those with me. Um, <laughs> and I still recommend the show. I think I I really enjoyed it. I like hung on every single episode. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Hulu and it's ten episodes. And I really enjoyed the show a lot. Yes, and uh, White Lotus is back. Love the first episode. We'll keep diving into this. Love is blind. Obsessed with it too. It's hard to talk about these things because they're not current as we record, but um, we're obsessed with both of those and we're like hanging on every episode the second they drop. Okay. So I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, so as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices is, are really 
the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly on to you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay, we want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I are obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh and they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay. Okay, guys, we are so excited to welcome back one of the now most recurringest guests in the history of the podcast. He is a hysterical New York City comedian. He is the co-host of Hey Babe podcast. He is the host of Chrissy Chaos podcast. His new special, Speshy Weshy, is out on Netflix right now. Please welcome to the show our family, Chris Stefano. Hello. How family are you? Reunion. Look at this. And now this is Azul. Azul. Hi. Hi. I like him. And he's a rescue. He's your son now. That is literally. He's I've always wanted on th- brand. Well, Azul is he's Puerto Rican. That's what. I'm so saying. yes, I only will father Latinos. It doesn't matter. And if he, I, he can feel that, he's just like this is my what's father. This is my Ola, own. In put Spanish. on some Bad Bunny. Make him feel better. Make him feel good. <laughs> How good is Bad Bunny? I love yeah. Bad Bunny. Yeah, I love Bad Bunny too. When he was at the VMAs and he kissed his he yeah, kissed yeah. His he kissed his male, male dancer yeah. and his male dancer. Yeah. I was watching with my brother. My brother was yeah. like, that is the dopest thing I've ever seen. I was like, yeah, okay, Matt. Just started making out with a guy. That's yeah. What, yeah, that's when I became a fan. I became a fan when I heard Daddy Yankee. It was like 2011. I've been wow. into like reggaeton and Latin rap music like from the beginning. And they've been in you. <laughs> Not as much as you'd expect. Not really. Interesting. Well, Raina. I can, I can get in there. Um, and Raina means queen in Spanish. Um, oh, it, do- it actually does. Yeah, you're right. Good for you. Chris, we're so excited to have you back. This is your third time on the podcast. Um, is that like getting... Who's the most? Like, who do I have Jared to get to? Jared Jared. How many is he? Is but, he, like, but untouchable? Three. But three. Really? Three by himself and one three with by Jordana, I think. Another so person. I'm the most by a Catholic. 
Right. So far. Okay, good. <laughs> Most by a father. Most. Okay, good. Most by a father. Most repeat dad. <laughs> there you go. So at least I have one title. Chris, I have to tell you, I was watching you yesterday morning on Fox with 5 daytime, with Just. Rosanna Scotto. I don't understand. Girl. How do you get on morning television? It's so... <laughs> are your children in school with like the children of these hosts? Like, yeah. have you had right. sex with a bunch of them and you know where the bodies are buried? Chris, I was watching you on daytime television. You, Wendy Cummings, and two other women talk about female female body image and you are <laughs> curled up in a ball like no one look at me or ask me any questions yeah. I so what happened was with that is I got booked I think the very first one was was when Whitney Cummings was filling in for uh, Wendy Williams she asked me to come on her show and you know be a guest and then I I had like you know I, before the show the hair and makeup guy was like you know like this really like flamboyant gay guy he was like you're gonna have so much fun you're gonna be great it's gonna be good and then like you know I'll be like right here I'll take your makeup off we'll talk about your daughters like he was just like crazy, and we were that having a good time. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and he was like whispering. He was so good, positive energy. And then I went out there, and I just started <laughs> swinging for the fences with jokes. <laughs> Chris, the way people react to you, yeah. they just look at the ground. They don't even know what to do. Yeah. And the look on your face is like, "Am I going to get away with it?" Yeah, it like- was like a, a ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this TV audience, so everybody else is doing like knock knock jokes, and like Michelle Buteau is up there being like, "Yeah," like a politician. I'm like, girl power, mm-hmm. like that. Like everyone's clapping. And then I'm just out there doing jokes about how like I wish Travis Barker would die in a plane crash. And then, and then, and then they're like, and they're like, wait, what? And then, and, but they're jokes. And then just, and then I'm doing like Confederate, like civil war jokes. And they're like, what is happening? And, and I'm doing abortion jokes with Whitney Cummings. And they're all like bombing like so bad. But then I'm at this. And then when I go off the set, that like guy who was like, yeah. Everybody left. My green room was vacant. Nobody was there. Like no, they didn't even give me a car home. They're like, you can get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and and I then after that, me and homeless pimp, my guy Mike Lavin, homeless pimp who does all my production stuff. He was like, dude, because I was like, dude, I just bombed so hard on daytime TV. It was like, we have to get the footage. And we watched the footage and we were on the floor, like dying, like to the point where I almost burst my appendix from, because we were dying (laughs) laughing on how hard I was bombing. And I was like, you know what? Clip it. I was like, put all that stuff out. Because I remember that night, Michelle Buteau called me and she was like, it's going to be okay, sweetie. Don't even worry about it. And I was like, lady, I'm not looking to be a daytime television (laughs) fucking host. I went with the intention of being a comic. So I went on... So I went on and and, and so I, I edited it and I put it out there and it got like a decent amount of traction. I was like, oh, Chrissy Daytimes, I'll come bomb on your show. And then I started going on all these daytime shows and just be like, I'm going to do the jokes as if this was late night. As if this was two o'clock in the morning at the Comedy Cellar, that's how I'm approaching the show. Chris, you're on the view. I don't know how this happens. Ashley and I have to like promise we're not going to say penis on morning no. television. Yeah. And you are talking about no. insane No, I literally... When on, I went on Fox 5 yesterday They have like a tease Where they're like They have like a tease Where they're like You know Teasing who the new co-host is And I'm like in a booth Whatever And then there was like It was Halloween So I was dressed yeah. up Like a hot dog yeah. And then there was like This woman dressed up Like an alien Like doing like All these like alien things But it was like Whatever And they, they literally Five seconds before They're like Do not be political You cannot make any Political jokes I was like 100% Gotcha As soon as that camera Came on me They're like Here's our co-host Coming up at the 9 o'clock hour Chris Stefano I was like Hey how you guys doing I'm Chris Stefano I was like And this is Bill de Blasio <laughs> And I was like This is what Bill de Blasio Does now And it's just like She's just like An alien like On the wall Chris. And they were like 
Because my thing is this. If we're going to go on these daytime things, then be, co- be a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying just act, just try to get in trouble. But if you have a joke that you think is yes. good enough, just do it. Don't be scared because what's the point? What am I going to just go on there and then be clapping like everyone, right. like, like it's a TED Talk? And then I look like an asshole. That's not what I want to do in my career. And that career. doesn't benefit you in any way. No, it benefits me to have it on social media and have people be like, this is so cringe. That's going to sell the tickets and elevate your brand. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, Yesterday with Rosanna Scotto, shout out Rosanna Scotto, she's the best. She knows her kids listen, and and she she was like, don't curse or, or yell mm-hmm. a slur, and then you're you're good. And I was like, great. Yeah. Daytime Chrissy is my, f- I'm a stan. Like it's Thank my you. favorite Thank thing you. that you do. But there was He's this one show you went on with a bunch of guys. Was it Nick Whoa. Cannon? Nick Cannon Nick show, Cannon. and then it was canceled the, a week later. The, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what happened to that show. And Mike, the situation was on there, and no one knew what to think of you. And you were just saying something they weren't getting in the moment. Yeah. Like, you could watch their faces like digest the joke. And yeah. And laugh. I was like, this is amazing Well, well TV. just because I can't handle, like when Mike, the situation was talking like earnestly about yes. stuff, I was like, I'm not going to allow this. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, nope, Mike, shut up. Like, just stop. Like, yes. you know, you know, like, like we don't care about your thing. Just, I hear, we're doing jokes. Chris, I can't believe any daytime <laughs> producer watches a clip and then invites you on. I feel like they get what they deserve. It, but it's good TV. It's, it's like, just, otherwise it's like kind of just vanilla. Like, and- what did you, literally yesterday I was doing a segment with this guy, Larry, who's like an event planner who's always on Fox 5, and he's great, this guy. But, you know, it was like just this segment that wasn't really going anywhere. So, like, out of nowhere, I was like, Larry kissed me on the lips before the show. And they were like, excuse me? I was like, he kissed me on the lips. <laughs> just, just, just to do something. And, and, like, literally, I see the cameraman's hand shaking because he's, like, trying to hold in laughter. I always look at the camera people and yeah, the union yes. people. If they're laughing, you're doing good. 100%. Us, too. We always try to see if uh, Bella and Anna are laughing. Yes, if, because they're jaded. I know I'm doing well. Bella and Anna, you know, like they're jaded. They listen to this all the time. You know, they don't, they don't care. It is yeah. true. Like I loved watching the clip of you talking about body image with three women because I've heard those commentaries before, but watching you do it, yeah. you are curled up in the chair. Both of your legs are yeah. like up. Your knees are in your belly button. You're like, oh, I don't know what to uh, say. Know. Yeah. Well, my daughter, after that one, my daughter was like, oh, Layla's mommy um, said that she saw you on a show <laughs> yesterday and then you said bad words. <laughs> And I was like, no, I didn't. And then I was like, I was like, no, I was like, daddy does comedy. She was like, I know. And then, you know, my daughter says to me, anytime like I've gotten in like any kind of trouble, my daughter is always like, I'll, I'll always support you, daddy. You'll always have at least one fan. I'm like, well, you're not old enough to buy tickets. So <laughs> You mean nothing to me. Yeah, I was like, I would have to give you the money to buy the tickets. So we'll be fucking homeless if it's just you. <laughs> so you've had another daughter since the last time you came on the show. Wow, that is true. I yeah. have yet another Puerto Rican daughter as well, keeping the theme. Yeah, I same, go Latina. Same mother, yeah. yeah. Same mama. We got we we had broken up in the you know right before the pandy wandy, and then and then we got back together in it. Um, had another baby. Now we have like a house. Like my whole life has like changed. I have two, really three kids because you know my stepson. So I'm you know pretty much in his. Yeah. I take care of him. So three children, a house on Staten Island. We've been to it. You've come to it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, my Jasmine, my girl, she like, you're one of the only two, you're one of the only women in the comedy entertainment world that she's like, I like those girls. Like even what today. Do you think that she doesn't think I'm pretty enough Yeah, to we're not threatening. No, 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 no. She does think you girls are pretty. And okay. she's like, now, oh, I like them. New, our new faces. Yes, new faces. <laughs> she likes you with money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was unsure in 2018. Yeah, she no, was like, I don't want you going over there. Yeah, 28, you know, before you had the fillers and all that stuff. Before but now I got she's veneers, in. it's true. But well, she likes good. you girls, that's which is good. good. 
Yeah. She likes you too, and she likes uh, like Rachel Feinstein, Jessica Kirsten, but you know. Do you think she has a sense for women that are non-threatening and women that like are kind of too flirty actually want to get with you? I think that we have worlds, right? We have BCAD. We have, you know, pre-9-11, post-9-11. We have worlds. We have now, we have, we have implants, Jasmine. We have fake boobs, Jasmine, FBJ. We have FBJ, fake boobs, Jasmine. And now we have Jasmine Explants or exo. How do you say it? Explants or exoplants? When they take the boobs them, out. She had them before. And Jasmine now she had not. fake boobs okay. for the, since I've known her since 2014. Then over the summer, we took a little Hamptons trip and Jazz got her boobs removed. And this Jasmine, the Jasmine with no boobs after the explant, is literally a different like woman. I've met, I have a new partner and it's Jasmine with no tits. Wait, I, she, there's so much to unpack. Is this like blowing the whistle on anti breast implants? Yes. Like, are you yes. saying they affected her body or just no, psychologically? No. Here's what I'm saying. Jasmine was telling me, because, you know, we, we, you know, I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast with you two personally. We've had a very tumultuous relationship at times, breaking up, getting back together. Like, but you know, like, like fire, like, you know, like that energy and it's crazy. And it's like something that's drawn to you, but also something like this will kill you. Mm-hmm. And this is not good for like a family. So what happened was, is she's been telling me, she was telling me since 2014, she was like, every time like we'd get into an argument, she'd like, it's my, she would like be like, my tits make me crazy. Like, I fucking hate that these are in my body. I hate these. And I was like, and I never believed it. I was just like, whatever. No, I was like, no, you just crazy girl. Like, you know, like whatever. And then it got to a point after my youngest daughter was born, you know, she had to get some type of surgical intervention because I have now third kid, you know, like drooping or they were like, oh, this one could be leaking. Like you need to do something. For sure. So she was like, I really want to get my boobs removed. Like, I think I'm telling you, she was like, it's just something I can't explain, but I'm stressed out and upset at all the time because of my boobs. I don't want them in my body. And then I was like, all right, so let's, I'll, let's get them out then. Like, if that's what you want, let's do that. I'll pay thousands of dollars for you to have smaller boobs and be, ha- <laughs> <laughs> and be happy about it. Every, I can, I can relate. Literally. Every, every guy's much. dream. Yeah. yeah. Raina can relate more than anybody. So what happened was is over the course of, you know, the, the couple of months, she really like little by little, like started to become like, like in moments where like it would be like a huge fight or like a thousand questions the questions weren't coming the fight wasn't happening it was almost to the point where i was like is she planning on like leaving me did she have a psychotic break where now she's so nuts where she's like everything is like mm-hmm, okay and yeah. then the one day i'm gonna come home she's gonna blow Murder my head up with you. a shotgun yeah, yeah. i was like what is happening and then as time went on i realized from talking to her from talking to doctors that there's like a lot of new research out now like with plastic surgery any type of plastic surgery especially the boobs because it's near your heart your body goes into like a fight or flight issue like a meat like for for the the duration that you have them in your body your body is saying i'm rejecting these i don't know what that is so i will send cortisol and stress hormones and put it at the top every second of your waking life until you get them out because your body doesn't comprehend what's going on it wasn't designed for that and jasmine told me that she was like i'm telling you i would be so angry 
already to begin with. And then you would do something and I'd be level and I would go off the rails where now those are out. Now it's like, she's definitely gotten really mad at me before, but like I deserved it, you know, like, so now you do worse shit. Now I, you know, yeah, she won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. raised your bar. Yeah, too. Now I'm like, yeah, now I'm like che- cheating with ISIS, you know, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm doing terrorism and infidelity, like everything. And so she said to me though, she was like, I'm telling you like once like these came out, like I just feel like, like a different person. And I sense that. So now all those times when I would just be like, feel trapped with her or feel like, what am I doing? Like, I would just be like thinking about like, how do I get out of this? Now it's starting to be like, wait, why? I don't want to get out of this. Like we have family, we have children, we have a beautiful house. Like this person is, is a person that like can tolerate like me. It's made me a better person because I'm like, okay, now I don't want to ruin this. I was always acting from a point of, let me just do something subconsciously to ruin my lot, to ruin this so I can get out of it and whatever. But now it's like, no, no, no. Like now, now I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I don't want to ruin this anymore. Now I'm like, wait, we, I have, because I think a lot of times what happens. And it took me a while to think this. And I think it's because of, you know, when, you know, when she went through her body change, like there was so many changes for the both of us that happened. But I think what happens is sometimes like you don't know what you want because you already have it. You're always like looking, well, but it's like, no, you have, you have what you want. This is why you're, this is why you're, because I think it's like a defense. It's like a survival thing where I'm like, oh, I always have to keep getting better, get more and more and more. When it's like, wait, if you just slow your life down, and you're like, I have all these, I, what do I want? What else do I need? I don't need anything else. So like live in this comfort, like it'd be a great, you know, 40 plus years or however long you live to like have this comfort that I thought I was searching for. I thought it was out there, but it's in here. Only when she, like her and I started to get like closer. And we also got to a point after eight years of being like, do you really, is this what you want your life to be? Like I had to ask myself that, like independent of her, like, is this what you want? You want to constantly like, be, um, you know, uh, uh, thinking about like how you're going to do co-parent visits with her or, or what, you know, next year is going to look like if should Delilah's, you know, my oldest one, should she go to school in my neighborhood or hers? Like, is that what you want your life to be? And it's like, what do you want to be? You want to be 45 years old, single hooking up with girls? Is this what you want? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if that happens, that happens. But it's like, do not put yourself in a position to make that happen. Don't do that. And so I don't now, you know, and listen, it's been four months now, three months beginning of August. So it's November. So I'm good at math. We would have kept, keep going to couples therapy for years. And the therapist would always say the same thing. Why don't you two just try? Like, why don't you actually really like for six months, just try. What, and, to break up? Or no, no, no. Along? Just try to be together. To be together. And then after six months, like, if you can't do it, just, yeah. that, just commit. Any problem you're saying you're not leaving. If It doesn't matter how bad it is. For six months, you're going to stay and fight for as long as you can. And we never really did that. One of us would just be like, I can't do this. Bye. Because uh-huh. of her titties. Because of her titties. And because of, of me. The, there's, know, there's a just, there's a two there's a second component that I have you and to. her tits. There's a sick yes I have her tits now. Um, <laughs> no there's no there's a second component. They're in your butt now. Can I just give people some backstory also? Yes. For years like you've talked about this in your comedy specials and in yeah. interviews like the crazy amounts of like jealousy fighting going through your phone. Yes. You- so two big things happened. One, no more jazz. It doesn't have tits anymore. Which, by the way, I my mind shift. I used to be, I'll be very honest, like attracted to big boobs, big lips, fake, but all that. But now what I see in that, and I don't know if it's just a maturity thing, and if there's many beautiful women that have plastic surgery, and if you do it for you, do it for you, whatever it is, something in me would be like, no, like you, you, if you're gonna 
adjust your boobs and adjust your lips and adjust your butt. If your makes you happier, great. But for me, it feels like I don't want that anymore. I don't want to adjust my body. I don't want, there's something going on where you don't like yourself. Well, there's a line too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that for me, that's what I like. The way Jasmine is, is, is like her natural state is like so much more beautiful than her enhanced state. But the second huge component is, is what changed in my life. And it was, especially in our careers, you know, like you ever like jump in a cold, um, uh, shower or cold water and like you can't breathe like you can breathe but you're like because <gasps> it's yeah. like so much like you're like ah, you know so I got completely off of social media you can only access me if you have my cell phone number or if you go through Homeless Pimp or the person who runs my social media. Oh, like someone else runs someone it. Someone runs it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because of my career, our careers, like we yeah. can't just stop, but I don't even have the password <gasps> to my Instagram, Twitter, oh TikTok, Snap. I don't have any access to it. So people will text me sometimes. They'd be like, hey, what, what are you mad at me? Like you haven't responded to one story in two months. I'm like, buddy, I don't have any way to access to it. Because what happened was I found myself in constant comparison to not only others, but to myself on social media. And I was constantly being pulled in all these different directions. Like you would have a show, right? I would do a show. And then after the show, I would look for admiration because people talk a lot about negative com- negative comments. That's all we focus on, right? Is how negative, oh, these negative comments on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. But the positive comments throw your balance off as well. I feel like the negative and positive comments are equally as damaging. Because they're too much? For Yeah, we're not, I'm not, I don't think the human brain is designed to it's take not. in millions or thousands of comments from people all over the world. No, it's not. We've had therapists on it. We're not at all. You're not equipped to handle feedback, that feedback loop from thousands of people. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my life a lot smaller. I'm going to get off social media. And that first day when I did it, when I gave the keys of all of it to this guy, I felt like I was in a cold shower. Like I remember I was having like palpable because it is a withdrawal. It is a thing where you start to think then, how am I going to connect with the fans? Or you even start to think, well, now I guess no one's going to tell me they like me anymore. How can I ever hear it again? Because, you know, that's where my mind was going. It wasn't really the negative. The negative, you're happy to walk away from. Mm -hmm. But it's the positive comments, I think, that keep us sucked in. If you're looking for someone to say how much they love you. It's like a dopamine hit every time. Exactly. So I was knew that. So I was like, this dopamine hit is going to need to be replaced somewhere. So try to replace it with something positive. So now I intermittent fast. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Now I starve myself. Yeah, so now I only eat in a four-hour window, and then I jerk off in the fourth hour. Um, In my cold shower. Yeah, yeah, in the cold shower, I just jerk off onto a bag of fucking beans and baby carrots. Um, So so I love Teddy Roosevelt. You know me, I'm a history jerk off. So Teddy Roosevelt said, um, comparison is the thief of joy. And when he said that, I know he said that a hundred. 50 years ago, but I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, it really is. And it's something clicked in me where I was like, you know, I went to do shows in the UK and I had a great time with the shows. And for me, I living in the moment with no social media had a fantastic time. Now, if I would have done that with social media, what probably would have happened is I would have compared myself to other people who were there at that time uh-huh. or other people I've been there. And did they sell bigger venues than me? Did they do this? Did they do that? Looking at other people's you know, uh, 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 social media, what did they do when they were there? And I didn't do any of that. I just genuinely enjoyed it with the people I was there with. For me, the venue size and the, and the, the fans who were there was enough. And I just was happy with it. And I don't... No, like I feel now, and it, and it make it, it's made me um, 
be able to make the choice. Like I don't really do anything, at least in the last two months, I haven't done anything that I really didn't want to do. Even I even turned down a movie um, two weeks ago because I was like, I just don't want to go for three days and be away from the kids and miss yet another one of my daughter's track meets and what it's going to do to my body flying cross country. I just don't want to do it because when you make your world small like that, you're like, well, I don't need the movie. I don't, I don't need any, I'm mm-hmm. happy with how my life is the exact way I want it. And that for me was only possible by getting off social media. And then that has improved the relationship with Jasmine and I, I because I there was a lot of times where like I would start an argument with her about something uh, subconsciously or create some web thing to cause a fight with her because, you know, some, you know, uh, really beautiful girl who's a doctor had, you know, DM'd me mm-hmm. uh, a month ago that how much she loved my comedy. And then I start to fantasize, well, what would it be like to be with her? It's not like I would even respond or if I did respond, it wasn't, you know, too much, but it was enough to be implanted in my brain to be like, well, what about that? What about out there? Uh-huh. And then it goes back to you are, you're searching for what you want because you already have it. So that getting off that social media has helped me like immensely. And I got to be honest, in just roughly two, three months, I don't miss it like at all. And I understand that I'm in a privileged position to be able to pay someone to run it for me. And yeah. I'm still on it every day, texting him, put this caption, put this yeah. clip, approving. Like I'm, It's still very much a part of my business, but you will not be able to get to me unless you already previously know me or I allow you access. And I needed to do that for me because I feel like the path I was going, I was 1000% going to make a mistake somewhere like, you know, and yeah, women, sure. But also, you know, there's people that try to suck you in to do gigs you don't want to do to get involved in products you don't want to be a part of. Like, mm-hmm. you know, n- now you're pitching, you know, some stupid altcoin because somebody got in touch with you. And then next thing you know, you're getting investigated by the SEC. That's not, right. that, that didn't really happen, but you know, I'm just <laughs> scenarios. Like there's all these things where, and now it's like, you know what? Every day my head is up off my phone with my kids. I'm with the homework. We're watching movies. Uh-huh. We're doing all this stuff where it used to be like, I'd be like, oh baby, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been, babe, hold on on. Daddy just has to post one thing uh-huh. and respond to one thing. And then it was always one thing. And now it's like, after a while you get bored of looking at your phone. You do. And uh-huh. it's, it starts to like hurt your brain or like, sometimes I'll feel like a little bit of nausea. Like I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I scrolling yeah. for hours? Like why I should yeah. be in bed. And or listen, I be- you, you may not have, like, I felt like I needed to do this. I'm not suggesting everybody do no, this. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Just regardless is an important point. Yeah. I think that it's really hard when you are, when you are the brand, you're not like, yeah. you're not a water bottle, you know, like you are the brand. So, so much of your self-worth is tied to other people's Opinions, strangers' opinions of you, yes. and it becomes this crazy loop of like negative and positive. I gotta right. chase the positive, and right. I think so much of yours work girls trying to sleep with you or hook up with you, and how could it not interfere with your relationship sure. and your time with your daughters? And like, yeah. what would it be like if I just had this twenty-four-year-old girlfriend and I could be yeah. with her? And- yeah, and I think like too, like you have to, all I can all I can possibly do is try to be a better person from the present moving forward. So I just kind of thought that because I was like, well, you know, like uh, let me just be the best version of me today and do that. And for me that like I've, I was viewing social media as like toxicity in my brain where again, I know I need it for business. I hope that my content does help people, random people that I know in a positive way, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I don't need, like I 
did my part. I put out the content that hopefully you laugh at or it helps you in some way. But now you can't then the the extra part is like you know talking and commun- you know people would DM me and be like you've helped me so much and then you know giving me all their problems and it's like my br- I don't know you so I had to make a decision yeah. to be like anyone I don't know I'm not going to allow their opinion to influence to ha- my and life to have at all access to me. only well that but I only care about now like the yeah. way I live is I only care about the people in a room so like I don't know them as well but like they're <laughs> here and like f- I'm physically in their presence so it's like I would respect them and care what they think of me and be kind to them but like and my of course, my friends and family who I've known, but outside of that, like I'm not going to let somebody have an opinion <laughs> of me, positive or negative. Like I just, uh-huh. I want them to come to the shows, but you don't have access. I do the show and then I leave. I think those things are important. I love what you're doing in terms of like, yes, you need to be on social media for your brand, but you right. just don't see the feedback loop. I mean, it's <clears throat> it is it gets really toxic, and it's and then people will get in your head and be like, oh, you can't take a note or can't take feedback. It's like, it's not worth it. First of all, don't gaslight me with that bullshit. I'm going to do me and the way I want to do it. So no, I can't please everybody. I don't need everyone's notes. Like I also take notes from people that I love, that I care about. I take notes from Ashley and our best friends that all listen to the show and our parents and our family. Like I am not impenetrable to feedback, but I don't need somebody screaming at me. I don't want it to be negative. I don't want it to be hurtful. It doesn't help me in any way. And if something's Um, bad enough, you'll hear about it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to offend you and and more than us but if you do comedy you're going to offend people yeah. if it's bad enough you're really at risk of being canceled someone yeah. will tell you about it but you don't need to hear yeah. every single thing that you've done uh-huh. to, to yeah. bother somebody in your messages or in your comments every time every time and you know what happened too you know with all that comparison and stuff and the comparison stuff yeah. I started comparing myself to me look yeah at, I want to talk about I this I would look a at myself more. you know on social media three months ago and felt I was either better or worse back then and go down this judgy pattern where it's like yo I'm just worried about the present. And for me, the only way to stay in the present is to be like, yeah, if a picture of me pops up randomly in a drawer, that's one thing. But to constantly have access to what you looked, sounded like a, a month ago, mm-hmm. a day ago, to me, I was like, I don't want that. I need it out. I do that a lot with body image stuff because I will look back at how I looked like a year ago or right. five years ago and think like, how does that compare to now? And it helps me to remember, at least for like body image stuff, that like the thinnest times in my life were the most unhappy. So if I look back and I'm like, well, I just, I looked better back then. And so many of us were filtering our photos back then and making ourselves thinner. And you didn't even necessarily look look like that. No, you know? it was, you forgot that <laughs> you, you cropped it. face tune. <laughs> yeah, you forgot that you came with the highest angle yeah. ever and cropped it so you looked like you had a, a good chin, but you were swollen. You weren't intermittent, intermittent fasting. Yeah, you weren't you intermittent were, fasting. You, 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 were eating, you, you weren't eating in your allotted feeding window. So do you know Jimmy Iovine? <laughs> Jimmy Iovine. So, Why have I heard that so name? So he's like, he they was a record somewhere? label and then he worked with Dr. Dre and the Beats by Dre collab. But his documentary, The Defiant Ones, and then we had his daughter on recently, and it's just my favorite documentary. It's four parts. And his quote that somewhere along the lines people have somehow attributed to Kim Kardashian, which we're always trying to blow the whistle on, because this is a Jimmy Iovine quote, is about how horses race with blinders so they don't see the horses on the other side because yeah. they'll trip up and fall. Right. And like comparing yourselves to other people. I mean, we just can't hammer this home enough. I think there's something to be said for seeing what's going on out there and sure. seeing where you could do something better or seeing when there's like yeah. a hole in the industry yeah. that you could fill. But when you really start that like, they're doing this and they're doing this and why are we doing this? It's just detrimental yeah. to your business. You're always, you- always, always only ever like racing with yourself. Even if, you know, whatever job you go out and get, or even in our careers, like if you don't get a part, like even if your identical twin got that role and not you, it's just was never meant for you. Yeah. I also like being surrounded by people that are really good at what they do. And even if it makes me like a little tinge of jealousy, like, oh, I I wish I was doing that someday. I like being surrounded by people that I can be inspired by. A good thing to know 
is you have to surround yourself with positive people. And just because yeah. someone's been your friend for 25 years doesn't mean they still have to be your friend today because we're all walking bags of chemistry. So the chemistry that you aligned with 25 years ago may not be the chemistry inside me or you mm-hmm. right now. So I don't think of it. family. I do believe is like you stay connected to because I didn't choose my family. Some higher being like connected me to these ones. So there mean, I don't know what it means, but it means something where friends I did choose. And, you know, I have a lot of friends from home, but there are certain people in my life that I used to talk to all the time. And I'm like, Oh, I just don't align with them as much anymore. And maybe they feel the same about me and that's fine. So you don't have to beat your head against the wall to like stay friends with people who you may not be serving. I love that I'm talking like this and then I kill myself tonight. Chris, Chris <laughs> first of all, this, I think this is funny that Chris, people stage, probably expected cut. something different and now they're like, what is going on I here? know. I'm so, sorry. Okay, let's no, talk no, no, about- I want to circle yeah. back to a couple things. One, yeah. this thing that we have also discussed on the podcast. With, Azul, like, stop fucking looking at me. With, um, you're his dad now. Uh, I, I was his dad it, nine months ago. You just like made a choice with Jasmine. Yes, my like, body, we, my choice. We've talked about right? <laughs> <laughs> Your body, her choice. This is yeah. the shit you do. On, this is morning This is morning television, Chrissy. <laughs> like how you just were decided to commit. Like we yes. talk about this with men a lot, that there yeah. is this constant, like what's out there that's better. Could I find this, but just a little bit better. It just sounded like you guys have made a decision to be like, well, let's just commit and make a choice that telling yourself, like, do I want to be 45 and like chasing pussy of these like young girls? Like yeah. we talk about men, especially, especially like men in New York, you have to make the decision to commit to someone and stop the other bullshit. It's like a decision yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it kind of feels like when it happens for you, it happens for you because I also kind of felt like, well, there also is greed involved where you start to feel like, well, I've been in enough relationships and enough encounters where like, I know what it feels like in the moment. I know what it feels like after. I know what it feels like the morning. I know. I know what all these things feel like. So mm-hmm. it, I felt like whatever other woman is out there, it's like, I know what it all feels like. They, we, don't, we don't share the bond of having children and this life that we have together. By the way, even more, I wasn't making Jasmine a better person at all. I wasn't. Just because I was like providing, I was like, I'm making her worse. Like I'm sleeping with my back to her. I'm keeping her in this uncertainty limbo. Like I'm like literally like making this woman's like life hell mentally because I'm like, she has, now she has two, three kids and she's like, what is this guy going to do? Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'd always provide for you. It's like, I get that Mm -hmm. now where it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, of course I would. But like, that's not what she wants to hear. And that's not what I should be giving her. So now I feel like at least I know like what I give her now is like certainty in life where it's like I'm security. Like I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. Like I just feel any issue with her and I now, like we'd be able to deal with, we'd just be able to like get through where I didn't really feel like that because I was too scared and too much of a pussy to just say, I don't want to be with you. I'm going to walk away. And if you cry on the floor, I don't care because I'm doing what's best for me. So what I was trying to do was create some scenario where she would have to do it because I fucked up so bad. So she'd have to throw me out. Mm -hmm. But then really it's what I wanted because I was just I was being a coward. You do talk about like the jealousy and the craziness right. and her going through your phone a lot. And I generally think when I hear about a woman behaving like this, I always think what's going on to provoke her. Some people are just a little crazier. Or the implants. I will always think now, do they have butt or breast implants? Well, yeah. now I, I no, mean, Jasmine, oh. Jasmine's got a real butt. She's got a nice Latina she does. big I mean, fat she ass. is so beautiful. Uh, yeah, but, yeah she is. Um, I just wish she had a dick. Wait, there was, oh, Chris. Sorry. Sorry, um, Azul. You said when she stopped acting like that, you thought she didn't want to be with you anymore. Yes. And I think that is so funny that that is where your brain went. You were like, oh, she doesn't love me anymore. Yeah, I don't even take my phone with me. I would like literally like flush it down the toilet. Like it'd be, it's in the toilet bowl with me. But now it's like I'll leave it. Like I would leave my phone with her because I've changed the passcode. 
passcode. No, but I, I, no, no, no. Someone else controls all your passwords. No, I know. Now. You guys know my passcodes. It's uh, 1776. <laughs> <laughs> I, Obviously. I, I leave it there now because I'm like, you know, one, I have nothing to hide. And B, I feel, and, and one and B. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you did find something, if someone from the past popped up or if even someone like messaged her and was like, I, your boyfriend did this. I know that whatever it is, we just deal with it. Like I would just be, have an explanation. And you know, now it's like, see, I think too, with Jasmine, what's, what's helped is because my actions have changed where it's like, you know, she said to me like a week ago, she was like, Hey, like out of nowhere, like it wasn't like this dramatic moment. She was like, I just want you to know that I really see you trying and I'm, I'm happy for you. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I think that people, you have to acknowledge yeah. people, make them feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if for years you feel like they deserved how crazy you acted, I think it's nice to yeah. acknowledge the change in somebody. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think too, cause I started to also think like, well, how does this affect my daughters? What are my daughters going to, is this what I want my daughters to see? Like, do, right. like my, I mean, I, I realized well, I kissed Jasmine, we just randomly kissed um, late September. Um, I remember because uh, Delilah was going to school. So about a month ago, we just dropping the kids off and I just randomly kissed Jazz like out of nowhere on the lips. And Delilah was like, oh, I haven't seen you two do that in years. Oh my god! And I, yeah, Jasmine started like hysterical crying. Like, Are you pregnant? <laughs> um, and, and and Jasmine was like, "Do you see like how like Delilah never said anything like that to us?" Uh-huh. And like we didn't know. We were like, "Oh, we don't fight in front of her." We made a pact for that two years ago. We were like, "We won't argue ever in front of her." But things were still bad. But it was just you know we were like, as long as we don't fight, the kids don't know. But when she said that, she was like, "Yeah, I they do seen. know." And even my little one now, like I'll kiss Jazz on the lips, and then Violet will come over and kiss both of us on the lips. Like it's she's she's seeing like oh this is what love is. This is what affection is, you know? So has she been good about letting go of the past? Yeah. Cause that's like, I think that's a so great that she's validating the progress. Cause some people worry that you'll never forget and you'll be in a fight and all this. Yeah. Stuff well, I up. think we, I, we, we had a long conversation about that. And I said, if we both can't let go of each other's past, then there's no, there is no path forward because Mm -hmm. it's like, you cannot change the past no matter what. It's just about being present and we have to take our life day by day. We have to. And we both have agreed to do that. And we do do that. Like it's literal. It's been day by day. Every morning we wake up, it's a clean slate and, and go to bed. It's a clean slate. That's like what, like the promise so far that we've like made to each other. And, you know, so far I feel good this way and I feel good this way, even if it, I, I'm not saying it would, but I was like, there would be things where I was like, oh, well, if, if I'm like a taken man, then I'll get less, I'll get less girls to come to the shows. I'll get less roles. And number one, that's not true. But two, I've more importantly, I was like, even if that did happen, I don't care. I, I like my life. Like not everything mm-hmm. is about money and it's not all about, like you don't, it, whoever has the most money doesn't win. Yeah. You know, whoever sells the most tickets doesn't win. Uh-huh. It's, it's not that. It's like we have this consumption thing in our society mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like slowly being like, I don't, I have enough for me. Like I, I do, yeah. you know? So if you girls get a, you know, $50 million Spotify contract, I'll just, you know, I'll be clapping like Michelle Buteau on daytime TV, <laughs> just clapping. And I won't care that I didn't get it or anyone, any, even whomever, because I'm like, I have what I want. So I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I just don't care what other people have. It doesn't make me any better. I'm happy with where I am. And I feel like we don't make a lot of decisions based on money. You know, I think that we want to That's be why you're successful. happy and fulfilled. Like Oprah said, the money comes second. I mean, Yeah. 
Money, money is important too. You yeah. know, like people hearing this that are like struggling for money are like, "Fuck you guys!" No, <laughs> you no, know? money, so I, money, money doesn't solve. With that saying, money doesn't solve but, all but problems. It solves a lot of them. Yeah, it, it can, yeah. It's just it's so crazy when the greed. It's like billionaires. It's like, what's the point of this? Right. What's the point? Of, what's what's the point? You'll never spend this. Well, you know, it, it is just, an American thing. I was in uh, England, and the show sold out. Thank you. And then I was in. I was going to Ireland the next day. And those shows were sold out And I was on the phone With my agent And the other comic Was just in earshot And we were talking about Adding shows In, in, in uh, I'd already added the show In London But we were talking about Now adding the show In Dublin And then I got off the phone And you know He wasn't a part of the conversation And he was like Can I Do you mind if I say something And I was like Yeah He goes Why do you feel like You always need more He's like Why not just celebrate the sellout and you have these fans on the other side of the ocean. That's cool. He's like, why not just celebrate that? What do you think is going to happen to the fans? If you don't add a second show, like you're not thinking about you, you're thinking about money and them mm-hmm. and what your agent wants. Like, why not just have dinner? You have a seven o'clock show. You're going to end at nine. He was like, I, I know a fabulous restaurant in Dublin. You can go there with your family, with Jasmine, with your friend. Why not just do that? Why do you need to sit in the green room for yet another three hours? And then you're going to miss out. Yeah, you have more money, but you miss out on time. Mm-hmm. So like you've made the money already. You've sold, you did the thing. He goes, you, as an American, you, you always want more. So why do you want that? And I was like, where's my fucking gun? <laughs> but, but he was right. But he was right. That's the thing. I'm kidding. But he, he was right. <laughs> ruin it every time. <laughs> no, but he was right. No, he, I mean, right and I leave money on the table. Good. Like, not all. I can lot. tell by the size of the studio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have these conversations a lot. We're a business. We like to make money, yeah, well, you know, but, but we're not going to make ourselves miserable there are for things the money. That we've turned down yes. a, a lot. I mean, we could have more ads in these episodes for one. And yeah. we're just like, I don't know. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday when people complain. We're like, we could do more just yeah. so you know, yeah. but no, I think that we've done things where we're like, let's not do that. Let's enjoy ourselves. Your success. Let's like not add the second show. Let's spend time with our friends and family. you definitely have success just from an outsider at your pace. Like Nate Bargatze has success at his own pace and his own rate. And totally. it's so monumental success, but you never look at Nate and I never look at you girls like doing 90 cities in 30 days. Like you're, you're yeah. doing, yeah. the thing is it's always a home run. You're more quality over quantity, which is what I think, you know, we all strive for. I think it is important to remember, and I also just want to, while we're having this conversation, validate the people that would like to do more. You know, I don't want to like shit on it, but- Do um, more. And also if you do 300 shows a year, sure. Yeah. I think we always end up on these calls sometimes and we're like, what matters to us is how our life looks. We want to like our life. Yeah. Like you have to, like I always say to myself, if you make time and money equal, equal parts, then I think like you start to realize like how much actual money costs so much more than time where like, you know, Mm -hmm. if I go away from a Wednesday to Sunday to do some like improv where like you girls know you make a lot of money doing those because there's big shows and you know, you can just like, you're just like printing money. Well, but that for me then costs three more days apart, you know, because you, you got to get there Wednesday morning. You're probably not going to be home till Monday morning. So it's like three more days away from my girls, all the things that I'll miss, all the dinners, all the moments where if I just go and do Friday, Saturday, yes, it is less money, but I have the time back. So I feel actually I come back Sunday instead of Monday because I've, I've, I've shaved days off I'm actually coming back with yes less money but like way more value I've given way more value to my family because mm-hmm. I'm there so and that's a tough thing for other people 
like our, our reps who don't, you know, yeah. as much as they say, and they're all good people, as much as they say, they don't know, because it's like, you don't have to get on the plane. I'm the one that has to face yes. my family. So you, don't, I, I'm the one that has to actually physically get my body on the plane and go. And so I'm, it's just less. And that's what I think the beauty of having podcasting is, is like, we can just sit here and like, talk and it's a good living, but it's, and it's like, it's more helpful sometimes to like people who are, you know, just listening and, you know, maybe they're listening at a job they hate right now and they can like be motivated to like go start stand up and fail. (laughs) 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 Like we all have. They can't DM you for advice on stand up. Unfortunately you can't. Well, I will, I will eventually create a burner account. (laughs) (laughs) No, you could DM pimp, homeless pimple right back. Yeah. Very. I love the conversation. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Did you, did you, I could talk about, do you want to talk about like butt stuff? What do you want to hear? Sure. Let's throw okay. it. Are you into butt stuff? No. <laughs> let's talk what about it. But actually, well, here's the thing. I thought no, but then I, I caught a Remy um, a month ago. You caught a Remy. I caught a Remy. Jazz, because yeah. she, you know, like we were hammered and then, um, and then we woke up, um, uh, and I had uh, a tongue in the ass. And Wait, hold on. You did a Chris, morning rim job? back up. Yes. So we were... You, no. <laughs> you woke up with her tongue in your ass. Yeah. We no, were like, didn't. literally, I was laying on my stomach and, you know... Was she sleepwalking? Naked. No, 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 no. <laughs> this was just like a thing, like a sexual thing. And She I, woke you up rimming your butthole. Yes. And I didn't know that, like, because that had never happened before. And I didn't know, like, because at first, my first instinct was like, whoa, What's happening? And like, you know, are like, you on your stomach? Did stop, you say that? I was on my stomach. She yeah. spontaneously started licking your butthole for the first time ever in the yeah. morning. Do you I sleep put naked? in my ass. What? Do you sleep naked? Yeah. Uh, that, that night I was. So yeah. she like saw something she wanted when she woke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then turned me over and started like, you know, like blowing me. But then also the ass play. And I didn't, I like really liked it. And I felt, and I struggled for a moment. I was like, I got to be gay. But then I was like, no, you're you don't not. struggle with that. And then <laughs> I was literally saying I'm not gay as she was doing it. Hey, there's no one that talks more about As I was, I was just like, like hold, she was like, you were holding your legs up like you're fucking like a gymnast. I can't get over this. Never, ever in the past. You guys have never done butt stuff. She Zero. woke up spontaneously in the morning and started licking the your breast butthole. implants. She wasn't That's doing That's what it is. I'm telling you, it's a different mind. Yeah. All knew. you had to do is stop doing some fuckboy shit. And That's now it. you get and to do I got this. my auntie. That is so, maybe this is like your love language. So I used to say that this this ex of mine, he never went down on me until I cooked for him this one night. So I made, <laughs> I made him these empanadas and he went down on me like all night. And he had never done that before. I was like, I guess he's just not into it. He just needed me to do like a service, a service act for him. Yeah. And we've given the recipe out. It's my mom's empanada recipe. But I love that you make empanadas. They're like you look like you are great at tennis. It's funny you would say that because I'm not. And my tennis story is that I did try out for the tennis team, my best friend and I in ninth grade. And up until that point, they had never cut anyone from the program until they cut the two of us. So really? we were like, you historically have... went down as the worst tennis players in the town. Really? But I think I could be better at it now and I do want to pick it up. No, because you have, you, have, you, have, you have female tennis energy. I think that's a compliment. It is a compliment. You have big tennis energy. I have, I have so many friends that play tennis. I want to get into it. But okay, Chris, so now, now it seems like you're probably into the butt stuff like you yeah. know that you like it yeah now i yeah now i um i am into the butt stuff now quite often um i'll just find myself um 
you know, like after a shower or whatever, just like, you know, going into like the little cabinet and getting my daughter's desitin diaper rash cream and just putting some on my finger and just putting it on my butt. You're yeah. fingering your own butt now. Not Tell fingering it, but I'm, 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 I'm saying that it's just there because I have a diaper rash, but I, I feel fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> You're doing anal play on yourself a little bit sometimes. With my daughter's rash I don't rash think cream. desitin is supposed to go inside. No, no. And You're actually Jasmine has it. asked me to stop using but it because A, get a we're running out again. and she was like, she's like, A, we're running out. B, when I do go down on you, I don't like fucking having a tongue full of rash cream. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's understandable. So we can get you some lube. And yeah. Are you dabbling in toys? Are you going to do No, no, that I don't know that I can definitely do yet. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as, I don't know that I could do a toy Are yet. you doing butt stuff on her? Um, what do you mean? Like anal, like, like penetration? Finger, like- yeah, finger, yeah, yeah, finger, yeah, yeah. Is that new or that's been that's, part of no, the script? No, it's new. It's less going through the motions. It's more like let's be like passionate and like if we're gonna have sex like let's do it but you know we don't have that much sex because you know we got the baby yeah like little kids so like so when we do do it it's usually good but it's not that much you don't want your daughters to be like i haven't seen mommy put her tongue in daddy's butt in so long, <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're like we're really setting a good example hon yeah that's what it is. <laughs> she's tonguing her fucking toy cinderella's ass i'm like honey stop <laughs> Okay, Is there good on. questions? Are we got well, questions? I, so we Preguntas, ha- as Azul would say. So let's just do, we'll do two. We'll do two, is this weird? So we asked our audience, like, is this weird? Like, what do you, what do you think of this confusing thing that happened? So she says, so just to preface, I don't love when a guy goes down on me. I can't relate. But I was dating this guy for a few months and he decided to go down there. Right off the bat, he just starts motorboating my vagina with his face. His entire head was shaking violently. He was making a literal buzzing noise with his mouth. I was so shocked and freaked out. I started yanking his head back up. What the actual fuck? Do men seriously think women want this? I can't stop thinking about how cringe this whole thing was. I broke up with him a few weeks later. So is this weird? Because he went down on her. The motor motorboating and the noises like, like Yeah, that's insane. Like that's like <laughs> literally like that's I don't know where you would get that. Did she say how old she was? Uh-uh. Because this sounds to me like somebody who's like 18, 19 in college yeah. has never done it really that much. And like, maybe you're just like, that's what I think people want. But like, that is the most you're going to get like a vibration in your lips. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to do the work of a vibrator more than just like a, a licking. So I'm not saying I would want that, but I get where maybe he was coming from. He was like the mo- the more power I can get, the more yeah. horsepower. Listen, I get that's why I agree with you. It's probably he's probably young, or he saw like in his guy's group chat. He was like, I'm going to go down on a girl tonight. What should I do? And somebody sent him a motorboating gif, and he was like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> or someone could have just been fucking with him. They're like, Dude, you got to yeah, do it. Motorboat her vagina lips, and he's like, Say less. Yeah. Now I kind of want to try it. I I wonder what that, I feel like it would feel kind I'm of telling you, like the noise would change. Okay, but when you do that, I feel it in my lip in a way that I don't like it. I am here for it. I don't like the um his head violently shaking. Right. Like, I, yeah. I can't you, I picture it. Like, yeah, yeah, that I mean. yeah. like, that's weird. Yeah. Now that I just did that, this, this, like, is very different than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that feels kind of, I'm like, a little turned yeah. on by like, that. Like, because motorboating is, like, yeah. think of someone what they do when they put their head between your tits. Yeah. Like doing that on your vagina, I don't know if I want yeah. it. But what's her name? The girl? I don't know. Well, okay. Probably well, a damn her. Oh uh, yeah. Tell well no, I, I I mean I understand. Try if you're listening, try diaper rash cream in your pussy. See how that feels. <laughs> you guys do not put don't do that in, in <laughs> your <laughs> pussy. If you do do it, post it, I'll repost it. You, <laughs> your finger. Are you a little turned on by it? It stops when your finger hits it. I'm a little turned on. You know by what? It. We did. You know what? I've just remembered. I had a memory unlocked. We talked about this. 
you can't actually flutter your lips on anything. The second you flutter your lips and you hit, hit something, they stop. I can really? Do, I can't. Don't put it in there as far. <laughs> it stops. Lightly tap it. <laughs> I spit all over my leg. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's do one more. Um, I'm sort of turned on by this, but okay. Tell us what you think. Well, the guy you took a picture of. Maybe he'll do it. Little backstory. <laughs> the guy you took a picture of, then I caught you. I caught Raina taking a picture oh, of Raina. someone walking. Oh, Raina was taking a picture of this, creeping on this guy that lives in the building. It was cute. so funny to see me. T- I'm turning the corner and I'm like, is that Raina literally taking a picture of a stranger? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I literally stopped and I was zooming in. It was so I funny. I in the row. I think he's really cute. I saw the whole thing. He's not a bad looking guy. He's a cute guy. He's big. All right. So let me tell you this last one. Okay. Little backstory. My boyfriend and I met in college. We are currently long distance while we look for a place together. Anyways, he was down visiting me once for the weekend. We were getting to it, and I came in my underwear. Before he left, I hid them in his bag as a nice little surprise for him later. Now, this is where my question comes in. He will FaceTime me every night, and like clockwork, he will eventually end up with my panties on his face like a mask. I'm talking ears, eyes, through the leg holes, (laughs) nose in the front part, (laughs) like he's being chloroformed. It's been two weeks. She lost me at the two weeks. I uh, actually was like kind of so, turned on by this. And I think it's sexy that a guy would like literally so strap they have, the They yeah. haven't been washed, right? No, they haven't been washed. And he's like basically like strapping the smell to his face, which like I think is kind of hot if you like jerk off my used panties on your face. If it's more than a day or two. Well, here, though, here's what I'll say. The only I can, not that I can relate to this at all, but when we were in London, uh, Jazz wanted to tie her hair up and was like, I she had no hair tie. She was like, I'll be right back. And then she went into the bathroom, took off her underwear and tied her hair up with the underwear she was wearing. And I literally <laughs> was like walking around with a fucking boner in Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can't imagine. Like I was trying like to a, Like smell. a little thong? Or? Yeah, yeah. And she just tied her hair up. I and I was I like, try, I kept like smelling her hair. And she's like, I know what you're doing. I was like, I, I want to have sex with your hair. I, Ashley doesn't wear underwear. She's not a part of the culture, so she doesn't yeah. understand. So really, you just go full puss out. I'm I'm commando most. Days. I like that. Okay, it's very thanks. interesting. Um, I mean, I own some underwear, but I do understand your point and that it was just like the her pheromones are like now they're above the neck, so you're like getting whiffs of that. Yes, I think that's it was a. But, here, have, but here's my issue with this: the bit is old. Like yeah. it's two weeks. Like the first time you put my underwear in your face was funny. Like this is like telling the same joke for two but weeks But I don't straight. think it's, I think he's like trying, like jerking off it. to it. This is not like a joke. Yeah. But he's FaceTiming every night. Like it's, it's, I'm not saying it's a joke. I'm comparing it to just a joke that gets old. Like I'm like, yes. I've for two weeks straight, I've mm-hmm. seen my panties on, on your face. Like yeah. <laughs> you can do this privately. I don't need them on the FaceTime yeah, anymore. You're probably also faking a reaction now at this point yes. after two weeks, you like, know, let's mix it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you just, I uh, just tell just, Yeah. She should lie to him. Just be like, listen, I, it wasn't come. I have a yeast infection. So go to the doctor. <laughs> it was the desitin. <laughs> yeah, it was the desitin. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. We're so glad you opened up to us about your journey today. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Chris, you. tell everybody where they can find you, your podcast, your specials, and your stand-up, of So, course. yeah, I got my special on Netflix, uh, Especially Weshy, Chrissy Chaos Podcast, <laughs> Hey Bay Podcast, and then ChrisDComedy.com uh, for all my tickets. I got Toronto, Buffalo, Long Island, uh, the Paramount in Huntsville, Long Island for New Year's Eve, Ooh. and then a uh, bunch in the South in December and January. So, ChrisDComedy.com. 
Okay. Thanks, Chrissy. Yes. Great. And you guys can catch us on tour. Go to girlsgottoeatpodcast.com for tour dates and merchandise. You can follow us at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast on Instagram. I am Ash Hess. Raina is Raina.Greenberg. We're also on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. And of course, Vibes Only, vibesonly.com, vibesonly on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.